podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, a Monday night Club Deck Corner because we were all so bloody desperate to talk about the weekend we just had. Uh, I am Scott Carney and joining me tonight is Alistair Pearson. Ali, how are you? Slightly better than I was on Saturday <laughs> after that Dumbarton game, <laughs> hanging at my arse. Um, not fully recovered, but I'm at about 80% I would say. Really? Really? Is it taking you that long? No, I would say I'll, that's I'd what happens when you get to my age, can it? See when you get to uh, my age, so it takes longer. Yeah, uh, but that kind of blew out me towards the end of last night. I think, to be honest. Uh Ryan Haymarch, how are you, mate? You went home, you lucky man. <laughs> I went home, man. boys. I'll I'll be honest with you. Like I didn't. I don't think I said these before it, but my work. We always work every month towards the twentieth of the month, and if it doesn't fall on a weekday, the busiest day of the month would have been the nineteenth. So. When I saw what doing at 19, I was like, oh my God, that is the worst day for me to do this because I was so busy working that and I was shattered, boys. I was absolutely knackered. So see when we come off the stage, I, I spoke to quite a few people. It was brilliant. I know we're going to have a wee chat about it, but um, I genuinely just got to a point and I looked around and I was like, I want my bed. I am not absolutely knackered. So I did not play my part in the new Hangover movie, which Ali Pearson starred in. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jimmy McKay, uh do you want to tell people what time you got home at on Saturday morning? Well, like Ali, uh, I'm still kind of getting over the worst part of my hangover. It, it's Mr. Nicky Oven actually dragged me up Chalky Hill Street and I didn't get in until about six in the morning on Saturday morning. So a little bit worse for a while, but I'll tell you what, what a great night and properly worth it. Yeah, it was a cracking night. It was a cracking night that, uh, yeah, one that I probably won't forget too, too much in a hurry. Before we get into things, just a shameless plug as always. Um, to help support the channel, please like the video, please subscribe to the channel. That would be magic. Um, if you want to go that wee bit further, you can join the channel for as little as 99p a month. You can also buy the podcast a coffee via buymeacoffee.com. All the links are in the description for this podcast. And I almost went on to spiel about talking about where you can buy live tickets from, but I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, we'll start with, we'll start with um, the live show. Alex, first off to Stevie, to the Loudon um, for joining us, it was incredible, the Loudon were fantastic, was they really well, F- amazing hosts, really did treat us so, so well uh, the turnout on the night kind of blew my mind, to be honest, I can't believe how many people showed up and I thank them all from the bottom of my heart, it was incredible but it's a, a real moment from the, for the podcast, One something we've we've been trying to do this for ages man and we managed to actually, we managed to actually pull it off, I can't believe it yeah, I've tried for ages and trying to find a time to do it and we thought January was a dodgy time for us to do it, let's be honest about it. We, um, January with people not drinking, short of money because of Christmas etc, it's a long month January. We obviously thought because there was no Rangers, people might want to come out and hear just before the start of the, the second part of the season. I'll be honest, we kind of shat ourselves thinking, are we going to sell these tickets because we're going into the Loudoun? Um, it's, it's quite a big space in there and when we come out Carney I was blown away I'll be honest I was like what a crowd we had there it was I mean I've been to Heart and Hand nights at Loudoun before and it was very similar to Heart and Hand night I'll be honest Carney I was and I was uh, very impressed to be honest everyone wanted to come out listening to us for idiots 
Yes, off as for the San Stevie. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the turnout was cracking. It was just one of those nights where I remember when we first walked out and I came on. We we came on stage. I was like, "Wow, there's quite a lot of people here." <laughs> that was all that came up through my head. Was like, "Well, there's actually quite a lot of people here." And I was like, "Right, that's that's amazing." But Ryan, it was a a really experience, mate, and I, I, it was fantastic to meet so many people that we only know their names on YouTube or on Twitter to actually meet people in person. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was that was the thing I was looking forward to the most, mate. I, I'll be honest with you, I was a bit my anxiety for the for the pod was more. I just wanted it to be a success. It wasn't my nerves for me personally. I just wanted the night to be a success and everybody to enjoy themselves. As soon as we walked out, I knew it was going to be a good night. I'd never, I never have any kind of doubt in us as being a podcast or I'd be able to make people laugh or I'd give them a kind of a bit of content because I think you see in the comments that. <clears throat> What we do on this pod is popular, and it's nice when you get you hear comments. But meeting the people who do give us those comments every week, and um, I, there's so many people I spoke to when I come off, Carney, saying different things like how the pods get them through tough times, or they just enjoy listening to my rants, or, or yourself, or I don't think anybody said about Ali to be honest with you, but um, <laughs> just really nice to hear meet loads of different uh, different fans of the pod and. The most pleasing thing for me was the demographic with the with the with the crowd. There were men, maybe my dad's age or dad's age, uh, women, older couples, younger couples, young lads. It was great. It was great just to speak to so many of them. And um, I think my ears are still ringing from the lady who asked a question at the end at the front row. She knows who she is, and she made a point about Dessers very clear. Um, I she had me a few times, so no, it was brilliant. It was a great laugh as well, speaking to them. Some of the absolute characters. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Jamie, it was uh, just, uh, honestly, just a really great experience. Um, I, I can just kind of paint the wall again, but Ryan was the lucky one, I think, on the night, mate, because his hero came along. We brought his Turkish <laughs> delight along with him. Uh, and I'll, just for the record, by the way, Ryan had no idea that was about to happen. <laughs> he had no clue. Uh, so all credit goes to you, Jamie McKay, for that one. I mean, we played a blinder getting the wee man on, didn't we? Like, yeah. It was. It, I, I was. I was promised he would be life size, but he was about four and a half foot then. But I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's not kicking the arse off his actual height, is it? <laughs> no. But now, over, over, it's overall, not, it's, it's not kicking the arse off my height, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that why you moved him to the side of me and Ali? There was a guy, and I can't, I can't remember his name. He's actually from the same place, same town as me, and he was speaking to me after it. And the first thing he did, he walked up to me and went. You're tiny, aren't you? And I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, pleased to meet you. And it was a good laugh. I met him and his wife and that. Um, but as we said to me, you're tiny, yeah. I was like, ah, cheers. Aye, that's it. That was it. That was a Turkish delight scale, wasn't it? But no, over overall, what a what a night! Absolutely brilliant. I think it's testament to yourself, Scott, for getting such a great podcast on the go and then the and chatting to all the chatting to all the the guys and girls at the end was was fantastic too. Um, and obviously, six hundred and fifty days for uh, for the GS Charity Foundation was. Superb amount of money. Yeah, really, really good. Um, and Ryan, I suppose getting called shots better than your father calling you fat when it was half time in the in the in middle of the podcast. I was like, ah, literally looking at him like, are you being serious? <laughs> He's like, I'm just one about weight. I'm like, are you are you kidding on, Dad? I'm like, I'm fully aware of what I am, Dad. Thanks for that. You didn't need to really do that to me, but no, it was um, 
Uh, it was a great night, honestly, a fantastic experience. It won't be the last time we do it. Um, it was a, a real success, and I'm not saying that to try and blow our own trumpet or anything, but from the feedback we've even had on social media afterwards, the discussions I've had with Loudon after it, even with Stevie after it, everyone's kind of saying it was a roaring success. And for our first crack at it, I thought we did ourselves really, we did ourselves justice. I really, I really do. I thought it was great. I thought the interaction with the the, the punters was great as well. I thought the questions at the end were great. Everything just really fell into place. And Rangers managed, Rangers women team managed to beat Celtic at the same time. So everybody was always due to have a have a very good night. So uh, thank you again from everybody here on behalf of the whole podcast. I really do thank everybody for showing up. Uh, and it won't be the last. So keep your eyes peeled for the next time we we announce it, and hopefully we can see even more of you there and see more of you come back as well. That would be magic. Uh, we'll move on to actual Rangers things now. Ali, it was me and you that did the reaction. Um, I was slightly slightly pissed on Saturday, I think, when we were doing that reaction. I was uh, topping up from the night before, for sure. Ryan, I'll come to you. The the Barton game, 4-1-1 uh, in the Cup. The, the weather, that pitch was never going to be a classic, mate. Ultimately, we, got, we needed a win. I think I can, not a convincing win, but a very comfortable win is what we would all have been looking for and took it, and that's exactly what we got. Yeah, it was a professional performance from Rangers, I think. <laughs> Difficult circumstances. I don't think it was ever going to be a, a glamour a glamour game. Um, pitch was difficult. And um, they, I'm not expecting Dumbarton to put up much of a challenge, all, all due respect to them, but in the, the division they're in, I don't expect much challenge from them. So Rangers feel they've got a, a strong side as well, which I kind of said on Friday, I expected just to get the the players sharp for, for the big one, really, out of those two games. And being being Wednesday night against Hibs. So in terms of the lineup, I wasn't too surprised at, at what Clement um put out. And yeah, it was a professional display. And of course, John Lundstrom had to pop up with a with a goal, didn't he, after me um half slaughtering him on Friday and getting getting quite a few boos to be honest with you. I think the Lundstrom family were in on Friday. Um <laughs> but no, listen, they played well when um, Rangers got the job done, that was the main thing. Yeah, I think you were booed as soon as I said your name, actually, on the stage. Well, that, like, that happens. It happens in this house, Carly. I was, I was like, what's happened there? I was like, that's a weird one. Um, uh, Jamie, you, obviously, you, you, you've seen the game, mate. I know I was even, I suppose, Dessers comes back and slaps you in the face as well because he manages to get yourself in the score sheet, but it was eventually that you got yourself onto the score sheet. But in terms of performance, mate, not too much you can take away from it. It's a game that we had to go there and win. It's a game there we went and won. Before I talk about Desert, I want to say an actual outswinging corner, by the way, lads. In-swinging corner. In-swinging in corner. An in-swinging corner. Aye, aye, aye. But who, who would have thought, really? Because it, it's not it's not something we do a lot of. We talked about it when we went to the Copenhagen game the other week, because we've seen a few of that night as well. Um, but, De- I mean, Desert's... Everybody that was at the live pod probably would have heard me say that I think he's going to get 10 goals. I think I might have got a few boos as well. <laughs> we were obviously talking about it on the WhatsApp. But I'm telling you, that's... That's one of ten, boys. That's one of ten. But he could have genuinely had five goals on night. I think. By the way, um, that's how many he blazed over the top. Um, I so I mean overall, I think his movement for the goal was really good. Uh, a lead to Dumbarton, you can't really say much about the the defensive test he's up against there. But as Ryan said, that it was a professional performance, and we and we got we got through the next round. Yeah, Ali, come on, said after the game, it was no one, no team in the world is going to be able to play a game of football or play nice combination play uh, on a pitch of uh, that state because it wasn't good. It was a, a terrible pitch. We've known from previous times that um, that's why the B team will no longer play there as well because the pitch is quite often a bit of a state. 
But there's not much more you can take away from that. The Rangers had to go there. We had to win. We named quite a strong squad, which I, I really think was in preparation for Wednesday, but not much to take away from it. But you can certainly look at it and say the job was done and it was done convincingly. Yeah, the, the pitch doesn't help at all. But for me, play a strong team so they can roll into to Wednesday night. More minutes in the legs. Boys like Ryan Jack, 30 minutes in his legs. Tom Lawrence again, get minutes in the legs. Ryan's pal Barisic, give minutes in his legs. <laughs> Maybe we can win him, but anyway. But yeah, that, that's, that's what it's his about. last game. Yeah, well. That's his <laughs> last game, sure, Alan. <laughs> I mean. He, he was the clever, Ryan. He was the clever. But um, but no, that, that, that's what it was for me, Carney. It was a slight, not a training ground exercise, because that's disrespectful to Dumbarton, but it was to a point because Rangers were never going to get beaten that game. They were never in doubt. I know. The Barton got a late goal, and obviously the commentators got excited because they thought the Barton were back in the game with a couple minutes to go. But um, <laughs> that was what it was, Carney. It's what I thought it was going to be when you looked at the weather conditions. You're going down there; it's the one stand. It's the elements are there, so it's. I thought it was a professional performance, Rangers. It was pretty to watch as a spectator, but at the end of the day, we're through the next round of the cup, and, and that's it. And we had to play that game, Carney, because if that gets postponed. It roll in another week in terms of we've got a lot of games coming up, so I'm glad we played it and I'm glad we're in the next round of the cup. Yeah, I think the most impressive thing about Saturday, mate, was the fact that you actually managed to make it to the pub to watch the game. I think that that's probably the, yeah, that's probably the most impressive. But I think you struggled your way through two pints, maybe. Two pints. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was you. You were you were absolutely spent at that point. Um, Ryan, I. I I don't really know if I want to single out players as such, really, for the um, for the game, or if I think anybody deserves a particular praise. I don't think MD was particularly great, but you did mention Barisic there, and the, the clips of him have been all over, um, all over uh, Twitter. He didn't do much to impress anybody, I don't think, to be fair. Uh, and with the way Redvan has been playing. I think it's becoming quite clear who we'll see maybe at the left back for the remainder of the season. Yeah, well, I think if he doesn't move this window, um, Red Van, then I'd imagine he will play left back for the rest of the season. Bolivar's just come to the end. We could, we're painting the wall again here, but he's come to the end. He's, he's Rangers' career in my in my eyes. Um, he's just he's not a great defender. He never has been. I think we all know his his strength is his crossing of the ball. Um, I did watch uh, open goal the, the podcast, and it was Greg Shirt that was on it. Probably a few of the listeners have, have listened to it as well. And um, him and Andy Halliday were talking about Borna Barisic and said, talking about him as a defender. Halliday kind of held back a wee bit, but Greg Stewart basically said any time he played against him, he knew he would have him on toes because he just gives you a free rein to run at him. Um, he's just not a clever defender at all and not very brave as a defender either. And yeah, these are the type of players, Carney, that that we need to look to ship it, ship out in the summer. The only thing, and I think it might have been Jamie that said in the chat, was Jamie or Nicky said, this is a frustrating thing with Rangers that we've let his contract run down. I was banging the drum about this in the summer. Like He's an internationalist. Got a bit of clout for me because he's done well with us in Europe and he's been a good player for us overall. Good signing. We should have sold him, Carly. We should have made money. Um, we would have got, I reckon, three, four, five million pounds, I reckon, and would have been fair to ask for Borna Barisic. Um, in the summer or even before, so frustrating that he will walk away. I think in the summer for free, but uh, his time's up. Can't he? Um, he just for me, he just doesn't offer anything for me at all. 
No, I think I think that's quite fair, mate. To be honest, um, he's the only one that I think's really caused a bit of controversy. I mean, I know there's always going to be chat about Dessers because it is Dessers. I do get that, but the guy did manage to get himself a goal. Um, so you can't be you can't be overly critical of him, even though it, it did look like he was playing rugby at one point. He was that bad. Um, but look, we, we managed to get through pretty much unscathed, and we're through. I don't think there's been any real serious injury came from the game either, which is brilliant. That's good news, and um, we just kind of. Um, we're just going to roll on now and we're rolling on, Jamie, into the next round, which is against Air United the weekend of the 10th of February. Um, the way via play works, it'll either be half five on Saturday or four o'clock on the Sunday, probably. Something along the lines of that. Let's take a guess what one Rangers are going to be, shall we? It's like when we play at Hamden, you know fine well we're going to be the Sunday. You're, yeah. always, you're, always, you're always playing at football and God, we're going to get a Saturday 3 or 5pm kickoff, but we never do, it's always a Sunday. That's you know fine well it's gonna be a it's gonna be a Sunday game against the but I mean in terms of the draw, it's kinda of what you're wanting. You want to avoid any potential potential banana skins or, or difficult away days. Um and because of what Ali said as well, the games are gonna come thick and fast, especially when we get back into the Europa as well. So now nah, I think it's it's pretty much the best draw we could have got. Yeah, Ali. It's a decent draw for Rangers. I don't think we could ask for much, much better. Really, to be honest, I think it's a a draw that Rangers should comfortably win. No disrespect to Air United, but we shouldn't really be worried about what they what they bring. And it will, as you mentioned, mate. It does give a chance for a bit of rotation because there is a lot of football coming up. Yeah, it's um, I, like what you boys are saying. I think it will be the Sunday. I've seen rumours and of. It already not confirmed, but in terms of who's playing the think Hearts or maybe playing the Friday night or something, it looks like Rangers will play four o'clock on the Sunday. So that's what I'd it love is. a Friday it's night game. I, I would love a Friday night game. I did. I remember. I loved the Friday night games when we were at the championship yeah. at the time. They were really good. But um, as what it is, I think at that point, Carney, it's also four home games in the trot, the trot as well on the trot too. So I, no, I look forward to it. It's, it's what you want. You want a home tie. And you want a tie that's winnable, and that's what it is for me. Air United, um, I doing all right in the championship, but we should take care of Air United. At Ibrooks for me, it should be it should be routine for me. It will get a chance to to rest some players and bring some other players in. Hopefully, we've got some new signings in the door as well. Looking maybe playing that game too. So, aye, that's what it is. But I fully expect Rangers to get through that comfortably. Yeah, Ryan, it's a competition that Rangers should be looking to win, um, as is every domestic trophy that we're involved in, we should be looking to win it. You're going to have to beat every team in it, I suppose, or whoever you get, but in terms of the draw, favourable draw for us, and it's a conspiracy, mate, that we've got a home tie. Yeah, I was going to say that when Alistair um, mentioned that before, <laughs> four home games in a row. League or not, boys, that needs to get looked into, because why are we playing four home games in a row? It's an absolute shambles. Um, it's, you know the conspiracy is there, and it's we can't even hide it any longer. Um, aye, this should be a winnable tie. I'd, <clears throat> this is a game I would expect, depending on the fixtures either side. Clement possibly to rest a few. Um, I don't think he to pose um, pose too many threats. I do believe that the last time they came to Ibrox, I think they either took the lead or they equalised. I have a strange feeling the reason why that sticks in my teeth. Obviously, I'm originally from here, so. Um, I kind of have these scores in my head, but um, my son was a flag bearer and a ball boy at Somerset at United uh, on Saturday, so he'll need to choose his allegiances very wisely <laughs> or he'll be grounded. Um, but I expect Rangers 
I expect Rangers to do the business there. It's a, it's a good tie for us and a good opportunity because our fixtures are congested, will be congested soon, or are congested at the moment. Um, a chance for Clavon if he needs to, to rest one or two, or he might want a new player or two to get up to speed and play against the United. Um, be interested to see if a former a United player plays against them. I'll let you to think about that one. Right, yeah. I'll just check that for you. It was February 2018. They did take the lead. It was Alan Forrest, who all know who that is. The Rangers ended up winning six one, so I'll take that. Again. Yeah, I knew. I remember. I, I knew. They'd, I knew they'd got like a goal and, and probably had their wee two minutes high. But there you go. Good memory. Good memory. Well done, mate. That's probably because who it was. I'd be the same. I I think if, it, if it was something to do with Morton, I'd play remember that because my memory of stuff about Rangers is shocking. You all know that. I'm, t- I'm terrible. I'm Rangers trivia, Rangers quizzes. I'm I'm truly awful. Unless it's about Loudrop. I usually tend to answer questions quite well about Loudrop. But everything else, I, I, tend to, I tend to really just kind of struggle. But you always double guess yourself. Um, so, yeah. And you've mentioned um, transfers, mate. Um, obviously, the one that really gathered pace... Um, before one that probably is definitely going to happen was the Shanklin one where I'm not um, appearing for Hearts at the weekend. Uh, it's all went very quiet on that front. And Brian, you just mentioned before we come on there that he has trained uh, with Hearts, so there might be a bit a bit longer to go in that one before we um, before we see in if we do indeed see anything from it. I think it's one that's going to run run on and on and on until Clement probably comes out and says that it's not happening and it's not, we're not going to sign him. Then I think this one is going to continue on. Um, James. I'll come to you. It looks pretty certain that we'll be signing Dio Monday. Um, I think that's how you say his name. Is that right, Dio Monday? Is that how we're all going to go with that? Has anybody got any advances on that? That'll do, Dio Monday. Uh, a centre mid, 22 years old from the Ivory Coast. He fits the bill, mate, in terms of this footballing signing model, trading model that we are running on. It looks a box to box kind of player. Looks like he could play an eight or a ten, to be honest. Looks at yeah. quite an exciting talent. He's been tipped off a few of the the scouting um, pages that you'll see um, want to watch for the future and he'll be a permanent signing should he and when he is, looks like anyway, he's announced as a as a Rangers player. What's your take on this um, this transfer? I mean, I don't know a massive amount about him, but I think on paper it looks like a good signing. I've seen his, his manager was saying he's a physically strong guy, which I think he'll be able to adapt to our league pretty well. Um, yeah, as you say, I think he can play the 8 or the 10 role. He seems to be more in the sort of Lundstrom type, he's a bit of a bit of a box to box midfielder, maybe. Um, so no, I, I think it's looking positive that especially that we're we're trying to get younger, kind of promising players in, and we're we're trying to fit the business model again than we were before because some of the names we were getting linked with were uh, a wee bit kind of past our sell by date as well. So I think it's good that we're getting linked with younger folk that we can in a few years time get a bit of an investment back on. Yeah, Ali, it's, it was critical for Rangers to get back onto the correct. I don't know, I'm acting like the signing's made, but it looks like it's made. I don't think, it look, by all reports, that it looks like it's going to be done. But it's, it is a signing that does very much fit the bill. And that 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 player trading model was something that the board have not moved away from, but we've struggled to keep on track with. So this is one probably of many that we would expect maybe over the next two, three years possibly of this calibre, a 22-year-old, somebody that can come in, get two, three years out of them, sell them on for a significant profit and it all fits into this player trading model. But your thoughts on that and your thoughts on him, the signing? Because from the YouTube, the obligatory YouTube or Twitter pictures that you've seen, he looks brilliant, but I thought Dessers looked brilliant in them videos as well. So, 
Yeah, no, he fits he fits the profile, Carney. Um Scandinavian league an area we don't really look in, to be honest. There's players in that league. Apparently one of the best players in um, the Denmark they're playing. So I twenty two years of age, Carney. If we can bring him in for whatever it is, plays two, three years with Rangers and we punt him for money, that's what you should be doing. I mean, there's Ryan going on about we should be selling, selling Barisic years ago, along with God knows how many other players we didn't sell. Joe Rebo's another one that I thought we got, we should have got more for. You can go Morelos, you can go Kent, you can go way, way down in terms of players we should be bringing in and selling. Unfortunately, that's the way the model is, Carney. These guys that are playing to the peak of their, their um, performances with Rangers have to be sold. Even Glenn Kamara way back when he was at the peak should have been sold for more than what we sold him. So the new director of football coming in, that's that's his job, Carney, to, to generate money and to bring the next breed in. But I ticks the boxes for me. Came out of nowhere, I'll be honest. Yeah. I've I've had a wee look I've had a wee look at him. As Jamie says, he looks box to box. He looks like he can drive with a ball. Um the one position in the park where I'll scream was a striker. I think we're a wee bit top heavy with midfielders at the moment because we've got a lot of midfielders coming back. I know they are injury prone, but I think he's an exciting if he comes in, can I think he's an exciting addition to this Rangers team moving forward because you look at players like Raskin that came in. He's not like backwards for me, Raskin, but he came in, he hit the ground running this season for me. I know he's been injured, but he's fallen away a wee bit. But he's a type of guy we signed Raskin. To, to play for a few years and punt him for big money. Hopefully he fulfills his potential, but this boy's along the same lines for me, Carney, and I'm excited to see him when he comes in. But they did say that about Sifuentes when he came in, and <laughs> look where he is. I think I also said that about Lammers as well, mate. I suppose, Ryan, <laughs> look, we're, we're, all, we're all probably going to be stuck with this wee basket tissue after what we've previously seen under Bill um, in terms of who we brought in, etc., and where the money was getting spent. There's no real hint of the fee that was going to be involved in this transfer. I'd imagine it'll be not bad, though. I'm, I'm, I imagine it's going to be a pretty decent a decent amount. But your thoughts on the signing, mate? Um, do you know much about him? Have you looked much into him? Is there anything in particular that stands out for you? with them. I'm going to make no comment on any signings we make until I see <laughs> 20 games under the belt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> the scar tissue is horrible, mate. I, honestly, after what I said about Lammers, I thought, um, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd learn from it. Um, no, I don't know anything about uh, Diamondi, so seen, I, I've seen a YouTube clip, I watched it for 10 seconds and thought, nah, I'm not watching this before I get too excited. I think it's just, again, the scar tissue there, so Let's just hope he turns up with a scarf above his head, does the business. It's interesting he signed a centre midfielder based on we've got Kieran Dill injured, yes, but we've got Tom Lawrence, we've got Ian Jack, we've got John Lundstrom. We've started playing our, our second choice right back in centre mid and he looks as if he can play centre mid. Uh, there'll be others that I just can't see Fuentes. So it's interesting that he signed a centre mid. It'll refresh things, there's no doubt about it. If he, if he starts games for Rangers, it'll refresh things in the middle. It might even kick folks' backsides in there. They might need to lift their, lift their game because a few of them will start seeing that starting off and getting further away if he's brought a new signing in. So it could be positive in that aspect. All I worry about is that I just hope we've not spent our budget. If we've spent money on this boy, I just hope we've not spent our budget on this one player because I trust him on anyway, but it's not the area of the pitch that I expected to spend money on. That's what I'm getting at. And and we've been here before when we spent the money on Yilmaz. See, no matter how much I like Yilmaz, it wasn't the right area to spend four and a half, five million pounds on. 
So I just hope Rangers are investing correctly and investing in the right area. Um, so I still expect to sign a strike. Of course, I do at least one. But if we don't, serious question will be asked about the board why we signed a centre midfielder, not a striker. But we've still got another eight, nine, ten days or whatever left. Yeah, absolutely. Before we come on to the remainder of the the remaining um, transfer window and the speculation that's going to be about that and what we expect from it, uh, since we were live on Friday night, I'm luckily going to do the Manscaped promo for everybody tonight. So time for a word, a word from our sponsors, Manscaped. Cheers to the new year from our friends at Manscaped because your resolutions shouldn't be the only things that are well kept. 2024 is the time for new heights, new opportunities and a new look for your Times Square balls. Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is in every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking to maintain a trim or go for that extra clean shaving look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by a trusted by over 10 million men worldwide. Now is your time to get a grip of your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code CLUB at 22 for 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped's fifth generation lawnmower. It's not just a trimmer, it's your grooming sidekick. Equipped with two skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. And it is also waterproof. And for the men who want the full grooming experience, look no further than Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0. In this grooming kit, you get the trusted lawnmower, Manscaped's ear and nose hair trimmer, and essential aftercare products, the Crop Soother Ball Aftershave, and the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. And I generally didn't know I needed ball deodorant, but uh, now that I've started using it, I do, and I always use it. Um, as a gesture for the new year, they've even thrown in two free gifts, the Broxers 2.0 and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag. Let's face it, resolutions might come and go, but a well-groomed you is here to stay, thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com, because nothing says Happy New Year like a deal that leaves your balls and budget feeling refreshed. Embrace a new you, and definitely embrace a new trimmer, courtesy of Manscaped. Thank you very much to Manscaped for the continued support as well, very much appreciated, and congratulations to the guy that won one on Friday night as well. He was absolutely delighted <laughs> that he won a Manscaped pack. So I didn't even catch your name rudely, how rude of me, but I don't even remember who it was. But congratulations to you. You're going to feel how all we feel. Well, not Jamie yet, because I've not managed to get him one yet, but I'll get Jamie one very, very soon. So we'll move on to the rest of the transfer window. Um, Jamie, uh, Ryan made the point. We all know that we need a striker. It's not new news to know that we need a striker. There's absolutely zero doubt about it. We don't have anybody that we can seriously rely on. I do think something has to happen in terms of outgoings first, in terms of maybe be a loan out, a couple of loans out, whatever it may be to free up something. But I think in order for something to happen, I think somebody needs to go. I may be wrong, don't get me wrong, but we have a we have a heavy squad that needs trimmed. So I think looking at it through logical eyes and the way I'm looking at it, I think they'll be working hard on getting a few players out the way before we bring someone else in. But there's no doubt, I'm not going to ask you where we need to sign someone, mate, as a striker. Uh, yeah, and there's not going to be astronomical uh, fees or a big budget flying around this month, definitely not. But it's, no. it's as we've talked about on the pod for, for months now, and actually a, a, a certain Mr Shanklin, we didn't talk about a lot of the live pod our nights, which I was quite surprised at. Um, but yeah, we need 
we need. A, I know I've been joking about Desers. I, I do still think he could do the business, but even just as a as, as somebody else to come in and, and challenge him for the shirt, Danilo's going to be out for the. It's looking like the rest of the season, isn't it? So we're we're super light up top. Um, I mean, I initially thought that the the fee being touted for uh, for Ryan Sturkish to like going to Verona might have maybe covered some transfer transfer movements for us, but that's it's looking like he's staying now. So you're right. I, I think if somebody comes in, we're going to need to start moving players out on loan and things. It's just who that's going to be is is the million dollar question, really. You're on mute, Carly. Very rare as well. Very rare. So I was. Very mate. I was rare. ready. I was off. My point was already there, mate. I was already away. I was already yeah, starting. Yeah. I was off. And I just heard Carly. You're on mute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My bad. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've done a club. Very, I don't remember you ever doing that. To be honest, no, I don't. I don't tend to do that very often. I, mean, I was too. I, Jamie's point was so. I was enthralled in his comments that I was yes. like, I, I've I've lost my I've lost my attention span really about that. Um, <laughs> Ali, I, I was what I, what I did say, even though you didn't hear it, was Seamus picked up a knock when he's been away in the African Cup of Nations. I think that's a real concern. I think. Clement has mentioned that he wants to bring him back to Rangers to be assessed by his doctors to see how long potentially he's going to be out for. But I think even that comment in itself, mate, makes me think this isn't good. Looks like it's going to be a quick turnaround for him. Look, if he if he if he gets back before we would expected him back before the end of the the African Cup of Nations anyway, then I suppose that's a bonus. But it's still a concern that. We didn't have, we have, we still haven't signed a striker, and it looks like one of our forward players who's been up and down in form. Yes, I think he's a decent enough player. I do. I think there's more to come from Seema. I don't think there's anything too controversial when me saying that. I do think there would be more to come from him. But with him being injured, uh, we don't know how long for. It's just even more critical now that we somehow find find a way to bring in a forward player. Yeah, well, they've said that he's out for a long period of time. So <laughs> I'd assume their doctors have looked at him. I mean, our doctors aren't any better, are they? So I'd assume yeah. they're going to say this. That's a thing. good point. That's <laughs> a very good point. <laughs> so, I'd assume they'll come back and go, aye, he's pumped as well. So just put him in the list with Kamaru and the rest of them. But mm-hmm. it's a concern for me, Carney. I think we brought up Seema on the live show in terms of whether we'd sign him at the end of the season or not. But the thing with Seema at the moment is he contributes goals in the top end of the park, and we struggle for goals in the top end of the park. Um, is to me, you write him off at the moment, can I? From what I've read from him coming back, could be months, so I, I'm writing him off. The only guys you've got on that left hand side is, is Matondo, who's hot and cold, and Scott Wright. Really, the only one I said you could possibly play out there was uh, was Silver, I could see him going out there. And but then again, you're back to the same old thing. We need a striker. We need a striker. I know Jamie's saying Dessers against Dessers can get ten goals between now and the end of the season. He probably can't be fair. I mean, he should be, even if he's coming off the bench and again, he should be. And he is. He has been doing. That. He has contributed. Dessers just he needs umpteen chances before he finally puts. Oh, he's coming round. I want to say I'm coming round, Brian. What he said, if you heard me on Saturday when he was ballooning them in people's gardens. But, yeah. um, uh. But no, he probably will. He probably will score those goals in the season. Death. There's a amount of games we've got, and he will get minutes. So he probably will. But we need a striker, Carney, big style. Um, I know we're talking about the midfield boy coming in, but the striker's massive for me. We're going into a game at Easter Road on Wednesday, and we've not brought a striker in. 
I mean, you if he did open as a strike, then I just hate to think they think Silva's that guy because yeah. I don't want to judge him. And I know as Rangers fans, we do that instantly with players. You do, you do. Yes, you I do. do. I do. What what I've seen of Silva and talking to other Rangers fans as well, he doesn't look like an out and out striker to me. He doesn't. Um, I hope he proves me wrong, and he is, but it, it just doesn't give me that. He looks like he can play along that front line, can he? Floats about for me. Um, that's a worry for me going into Easter Road because we don't have. I know Dessers is there, but we're going there without a striker. It should have been identified. Well, was I'd imagine it was identified at the beginning, but as we said, January's a dodgy window, can he? It's it's probably going to go the last hours of the window. It will. Yeah. And somebody will come in, whether it's Shankland or somebody else. I'd assume somebody will come in, but it's for me, it's going to roll to the last minutes of the window. Yeah, I was speaking to Big Chris from Rangers on tour, and he made a very good point that I thought that's that's probably correct. I don't think it's the player that Dessers is. I think it's the money that was spent on him. I think if you were to look at his contribution and we'd got him in for a free, I think there'd be a different conversation happening with him. But unfortunately, we didn't, and we paid quite a lot of money for him. So he's got that price tag hanging over him, and people can't quite believe that Bill decided that's what he was worth. I think that's his biggest, I think that's the biggest kind of fall down about Dessers. Because his numbers are all right. I mean, they're not they're not amazing, but they're all right. Like, you can't really, he is contributing goals. He's contributing assists. Like, you, you can't be too overcritical. It's just, I have no confidence in the guy. I really don't going forward. And you're right, going into Wednesday night where he will start up top. I don't, I've got absolutely zero doubt that he will start. Then, yeah, you, you are beginning to think we, we are, we're still in a bit of a, a bit of a bother in terms of, um, in terms of needing another striker, at least, at least, for, I can't believe I'm saying, but at least for backup. Ryan, um, Lowry's um, loan spell was not extended, not not taken up by Hearts till the end of the season. It does look like when he, if he comes back, Rangers are probably going to loan him out again. What's your take on that with Lowry? Um, is there a place for him in this team? Is he, is, is he becoming one of these players that's going to fall out and not getting a chance in the first team when things when he, they looked like he was he was kind of getting towards a, a good bit of form? He did fall away a bit. There's various reasons for that. I don't want to go into the, the guy's personal life too much. We all know what happened. There's not really much point in that. But it's more, what's your, what's your, what's your opinion on the, the future of Alex Lowry at Rangers? It's, it's an entry. I was quite surprised on Friday when I heard that it had been like sent back. Really, of its personal issues, or he's just they don't feel it will hold any value to the team. But at the time, I thought it was a perfect, a perfect kind of loan opportunity, a perfect opportunity, in fact, for Lowry just to stay a stake a claim in this Rangers team going forward by going to a team like Hearts and just. Proving himself, proving what he can do, because we've seen it in glimpses from Lowry. The potential's there, there's absolutely no doubt about it. What I worry about is that there's been three or four managers now that I haven't fancied him, and I want to know why. I want to know, us as a support, we want to see a young boy coming through, and you see what McCausland, McCausland shows a bit of, a bit of promise, a bit of potential, and he gets his chance. Same with Divine, got a chance. Leon King, I'm trying to think of others, but you know what I'm getting at. Lowry shows a bit. Other manager doesn't fancy him. We get a new manager in. He shows a bit. And he just keeps getting bombed out, basically, can't he? He keeps getting pushed out to the B team. And now he's away out and loan and, and been sent back from Hearts. I wouldn't judge anything in terms of their manager because their manager's an absolute you-know-what. Um, 
just it's it I think I think Alex Lowry is as far away from the Rangers first team as he's been as an adult probably. I think if you look at it that way, I don't see him state a claim this season. I don't think Clement will cheat, especially bringing in a midfielder now. You've got Cantwell, you've got Lawrence, you've got so many players that are miles ahead of him in terms of that starting lineup. And yeah, if that's true, I've, I've not heard, I've not read anything in terms of Rangers loaning them out again. It wouldn't surprise me. It would be good for him to be loaned out again, opposed to being back into the B team. Carney will he will develop not zero um, in that B team because any times I've seen him, he's far too good for that level. So <clears throat> it may be one Rangers need to look at loan out. Hopefully, it's a good loan spell and they sell on. That's what I think you're at, Carney. I think you maybe need to just cash in on this boy because what I don't want happening is we dangle a carrot in front of him and pretend that, oh, you're going to get the first team and he's not because it's kind of happened to players before and I think in terms of McCrory, it kind of has happened to him. Yeah. I think if he's not going to get first team, which it looks as if he's not, it might be, it might be time to just sell the boy on. Yeah, yeah, I think McCrory's a kind of perfect example of that, mate, where it looked like he's been made promises and they weren't really kept. Um, and if I'm going to be honest, I think McCrory's a decent keeper, but I don't think he's good enough to be Rangers number one, but I suppose that's a different conversation. I just don't, unfortunately, I don't think he is good enough, uh, especially now we've got a caliper of goalkeeper like Jack Button and go. I think it's glaringly obvious that he, he isn't up to the standard that we would, we would expect. Jamie, your thoughts quickly just on Lowry, mate, before we come on to Habs. What, what, do you th- what do you think about him going back out on loan? Do you think his time at Rangers might be getting towards the end now and Rangers might look to do what Ryan just said and cash in on him while he's he's still young and still got that that potential um, kind of inverted commas over his head? Well, I think he, he showed some promising signs at the start of his loan spell at, at Hearts and he kind of just fell away. I think they benched him a lot. Um, there's no doubt he's a talent, but I've got to mimic what Ryan's saying. I, don't, I think he's very far away from the first team. I think you only need to look at guys like McCausland coming in and just grabbing their chance straight away. Um, whether or not Clement thinks he wants to maybe get him back and have a look at him in training, because obviously he's not he's not been under his, his, uh, his stewardship yet at the club. So... You might want to get him in and see how he's playing. Um, but yeah, as, as far as it goes in terms of his position at the moment, I think he's way down the pecking order. Um, so I think maybe alone at the Championship or something, see what he does for the rest of the season. Whether it be if he, if he highly impresses, then get him back in and give him a good pre-season or else maybe just try and cash in. Yeah, Ali, you get anything to add to Fuller? Anything to add Fuller? Is that right? Oh my God, man, you can tell it's Monday, aren't you? You can really tell that. Um, you get anything to add? Yes, and further to add. <laughs> Why could I not get that out? Any further, oh, anything yeah. further to add on Alex Lowry before we move on to Hibs? God, see, I'm away for a lie down. Can you give me a shout when this is finished, lads, and I'll end the recording, please? You peaked. You peaked at the Lowry, mate. You peaked. Yeah. <laughs> Still hungover. You're finished, mate. It, You're finished. Done. Done. <laughs> yeah. I'd kind of, I'd, somebody asked about Lowry at the live show, and I think I took the microphone, I took the microphone, and I gave my, my, my bit in Lowry. I'm, Similar to Ryan, he's a lot of managers haven't fancied him. I know he's had personal problems. I know, unfortunately, his mum passed away, which is a huge thing for a boy of his age um, to deal with something like that. So it's been difficult for him. I, would, I agree with Ryan, though. When he went to Hearts, I thought it's a perfect team for him to go to, play good football. I could I could see him in there, but it's just not happened for him, Carney. And then you look at our team at the moment, top heavy now with the, where he plays, that, that position. Lots of players, he's way down the pecking order for me. He comes back, we put him out on loan, but whoever he goes out on loan to Carney, he's got to play every week. He has to play every week. Um, so, interesting where he goes, but 
he's at an age now, can't he? Well, he really needs to make it, Rangers, and I can't see it. If I'm being honest about it, McCausland, I think's taking his chance, but McCausland plays in a, a area of the park for Rangers where they don't really have anyone, and he's taking his chance here, McCausland. We, and he, and we haven't had somebody there for years, really. We've not, and and, it, and that's been fortunate for McCausland because of all the positions for him to to come to play, it was the one position that's been up for grabs for years. And he's he's been good there, McCoy, and, and we've let him. Yeah, some games he's not been great, but we've continually played him. I think that's the way forward with McCoy. And you can see he's getting better. He's better off the ball now too. So, but for Lowry, I can't see it, can he? I hate to say it because when we first seen him, we thought he looks like a special talent, but can't see it for me. And you see that a lot with big special talents coming through, can he? Not just for us. Other side of the city, they've had players that they thought were going to be the next big thing, and it just. They just don't make it, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think with the likes of Lawrence and Cantwell being available in that area, and you've remember Hadji still out in loan, then the, 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 I don't really know where Lowry would come back and get a consistent run in the team, which is a, a shame for him because at one point I did think he looked he looked like the future, but you know what I mean. I thought he looked I, I thought he looked very promising. I thought it was a position that he could maybe have made his own, but. Yeah, he definitely needs to go and play football week in and week out of that. I've got absolutely no doubt about. <clears throat> right, on to Wednesday night now, and I'm so glad it's not at Ibrooks due to the horrific weather that there's been in Scotland. I'm so glad I don't need to go to Ibrooks on Wednesday night. Hopefully this blows over by the next time we go to Ibrooks. But yes, we are going to Easter Road. Um, Hibs are currently sixth in the league. The last match we played them was at Ibrooks. It was very, a uh, very convincing 4 0 win over them. Ryan, it was Clement's first home game, I think it was. We had Hibs at Ibrooks. Uh, a very, a very convincing win. What's your expectations? What's your thoughts around the game on on Wednesday night? Do you, or your coach, you expect Rangers to win? Yeah, I expect Rangers to win. Um, my expectations for performance would be much like that game. I think it was very evident early on that Clement had sat these players down and said, "This is what I expect of you. This is what he sees." that you're doing wrong under the previous regime. And I think in that game, we all walked away and we're like, okay, this he's clearly implemented something early doors. It wasn't perfect. It's, it's still not perfect just now. But you can see the changes he's made, Carney, when we spoke about it on Friday night. The direct passing is, is there. It's evident it's not the safe pass all the time. Players taking, opp- um, taking opportunities and taking chances. And that's what I expect to see um, on Wednesday night because... There needs to be an attitude, and I keep banging on about it. I know I'm boring, but I will bang on it until Rangers start treating teams like this. We need to start looking at these fixtures and going, we need to go win here and not fearing going to places like Easter Road or Pataudry. It's scar tissue. We need to have a wee bit of arrogance going there and believe that we can win and win convincingly because what Hibs, what, fifth, sixth, did you say? Sorry. Sixth in the league. Sixth in the league. Yeah, we should be going well, there and winning. There's also two two teams behind them that have got like two games in hand over them or something like that, the way that everybody's getting out or right. the cancellations and all that. So they're not comfortably sixth. So there's an added set incentive there for me is to try and put them further down the table. Some of my favourite team in, in Edinburgh put it that way. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that Rangers can go there and win. The chances we're creating for, for Cyril Dessers at the moment are there. They're evident he needs to start putting... His chances are way a bit more for me. I would like to see him reaching the the superior 10 goals. I would love to have a laugh in the group chat on um, Wednesday night and say there's another two goals closer. I would love it. 
Um, can I see it? Probably not. But he's our only striker as it stands at the moment, and, and he will get a chance in Wednesday night. There's no doubt about it. He needs to stick it away. Um, that's that's for the bills. He's not the only one for me. He's he's not the worst player at the moment. There are others. We'll probably have a discussion on Friday night. And there are other players at the moment maybe underperforming and really need to give themselves a kick. Um, but I, I I think we'll have enough to deal to deal with Hibs and, and get a, get three points and get over the line, can't we? Yeah, Jamie, your thoughts ahead of the game um, on on Wednesday night? I think Ryan makes pretty much every point that I, w- I would have kind of thought about there. I think I, I expect Rangers to have enough now to, to be able to deal with, with Hibs. I think we always have this thing, oh, Easter Road's a, a tough trip. They don't even sell at their stadium now for when we come, mate. So uh, what's your expectations of either Wednesday night? Expectations, obviously, a Rangers win. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a, I don't think it's going to be tons of goals in it, but I want to go and I want to see a, a like a proper, proper Rangers performance for them to go and stamp the authority on the game. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's going to be tough. They always make it hard for us. But yeah, I think we've we've definitely got we've definitely got enough in that squad at the moment to go and do the damage. Obviously, we've got we've got a few crucial injuries coming. I know you'll come on to teams, but coming off coming off the left with Sima, I think it's a big one. Um, so yeah, no, I think I think let's let's go there and and get out of the traps early. I think that's the only thing that we've been a wee bit critical of this team at times is that they don't start too strongly. The one one at Pataudry really jumping out in my mind. So I want to go there and I want to start and I want to see a convincing performance within the first couple of minutes um, and try and go on the score sheet early. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think it's critical for Rangers to start quickly on Wednesday night. We just need to go out, get in their faces and implement our game onto them. Yeah, and Hibs are one of these teams that actually usually come and play a game of football against us. They usually open up a bit, Hibs, so... I think we could get joy against Hibs because I think they'll have a go at Rangers. They're at home. You know what they'll be like the first couple of minutes, Carney. It's the same when you go to Tidecast as well. They come out of traps for the first five minutes and Rangers should take the take the game to them. I agree with Ryan, but it's we go on about these games, Easter Road, Petodre, Tidecast, all dodgy games, but we've got better players than these other teams. We should be going there and beating them, regardless of injuries we've got. And yeah, Hibs Hibs are they're a weird team, Hibs. This season, they've not been great. So inconsistent, Hibs. The one week they could beat Aberdeen, the next week they get beat off of Ross County or something. So inconsistent. But Rangers should be going Easter Road and winning. We've got two games before Celtic kick a ball, Carney. Rangers should be looking for six points there and put the pressure on Celtic. So, yeah, it's a huge game for me, Carney. And if Rangers want to do anything in this league, they have to win on Wednesday. I hundred percent agree, mate. I I I one hundred percent concur with that, mate. We have to win on Wednesday to give to make it look like or give any sort of belief to us, the fans as well, and themselves and the players that they believe that they can do something this season Wednesday night. It's a three points. That's we need to get the three points. Uh, Ryan, I'll come back to you, mate. You can go first. Your team and your score prediction, please. Oof! How do you pick a Rangers team these days, boys? I'm trying to think who's injured and whatever. Um, so I'll go. Scotland, Tavernier, Suter. Who's my centre half? It is Goldson, presumably. Goldson's oh, can't be Goldson, he's suspended. Oh, so he is, so he is. See, yeah, I'm a shocker. I did peak at the Loudon. I'm done, lads. I need to retire. Uh, I need to hang up my mic. It's got to be Suter and um, what do you call him? Davies in it? Balgan. Balgan, sorry. Um, aye, Davies injured. This is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yilmaz I'll go Raskin Lundstrom 
Todd Cantwell, McCausland, Dessers and Silver up front. I will go 3-0 Rangers and it will go Cyril Dessers' first goal. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, my team's exactly the same as yours, mate. I'm also going for 3-0 and I'm going for Dessers to score too. <laughs> Jamie, come to you, your team and your score, mate. Did Balligan not get sent off at Parkhead? Is that? Ah, but he's he's team? done his he's done his suspension. Oh right, right. Okay. I, mean, okay. I get. I should have I should have done my homework there. I'm 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 way off the mark with Scotty tonight. Um, so <laughs> Thanks, yeah, no, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> 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 much, pretty much same same back line as you guys. Um, and then in the midfield, I'm gonna, I'm actually going to put Ryan Jack in there. Yeah, I know he came on our night. Uh, it's looking like he could be fit again. Um, with Lundstrom, um, I'm going to stick Tom Lawrence in the 10 row instead of Cantwell. Cantwell's getting dropped to the bench for me. I said on Friday night that I didn't think he's doing enough in big games. And Wednesday night is a big game. Uh, it's going to be Matondo off the left, uh, McCausland off the right, and then the big man, Cyril Deathers, up front. I'm not going to quite say a hat trick, but I think he might get a call. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'll do. That'll do. I'll take it. Ali, your team, your score? Yeah. Same back five, it picks itself to be honest. Gilmaz for me, that's his slot going forward yeah. in the season. Ryan Barisic, nowhere near that team for me, so that's Gilmaz. Uh, midfield, Lundstrom, Raskin. I see he's got a shout there about Ryan Jack because Ryan Jack, when he was fit, the Lundstrom was a very good partnership. Um, but for me, I'll put Raskin in there. Cantwell just in front, I agree, he's been hit or miss, but Cantwell for me, McCausland one side. Matondo on the left side because I think they can get joy. I think Hibs will have a go at us, so I think there'll be space in behind. So for me, two quick wingers. I'm going with Silva through the middle. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going through the middle. Um, and I'm going to go 2 1 Rangers, Silva, first goal scorer. I think the shout for Cantwell as well. I think that's a whole different conversation as well that we'll probably have. I know Ryan's hosting on Friday, so I don't want to rain on the agenda too much. So that could possibly be discussed then. But Lawrence is a shout. I wouldn't mind actually seeing that. I wouldn't mind Lawrence starting the game um, in that role. Uh, but yeah, I win. Just go there and win, Rangers, please. That's all I can really ask. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Uh, Ali, thank you very much, mate. It will be you and I on Wednesday night as we uh, bring the match reaction. Yes, it will. We've been up to your house to watch the game. So, um, Aye, three points. That's all I want. I, I, to be honest, guy, I don't care how Rangers play in Wednesday night. If they get three points to go up the road, I'll be happy. Mm, I think we all will be. Ryan, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, boys. I, I echo what Ali says there. I think because this is one of the games in hand, it's just about getting the win. Definitely getting the win. It's so important we do and, and make this make this title challenge real. Um, and I am looking forward to seeing your reaction after Wednesday if we get a win, boys. And Hopefully, Mister Pearson is allowed back in the house because we uh, we back we backstory he's been kicked out and he's in a hotel room because of his his uh, behaviour <laughs> at the weekend. Yeah. Kicked out the house. I have. I'm happy to watch a game at Carnies. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jimmy. Hi, you stay stay here on Thursday. <laughs> thanks a lot, boys. No, Wednesday, I think. It's, a, it's time to lay down a new marker and get and get three points and, and really go first league title. So go for that. Yeah, I'm go I'm going to go and have a word of myself about how poor I was tonight. <laughs> 
and she, I'm going to need to up my game. I'm going to need to start doing some training. I think I'm going to start some doing some training. No, thank you everybody for tuning in. As she, Alistair and I will be back with the the club reaction pod after the game on Wednesday because he is coming to mind because he's got nowhere to sleep just now, so he's paying a fortune for a Premier in. And yeah, uh, we hope to be bringing a reaction to uh, your team winning. That would be brilliant. If you could like the video, subscribe to the channel, all the usual stuff. We'll speak to you on Wednesday. We have been Club at Twenty Two, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody. Podcast Network.